Coming up on this episode of Game Nights, we are doing Dungeons and Dragons, how did you know? But it's gonna be exciting because we are out of the pit and now we are moving on to, 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 to save this captured family from the trenches of evil. Uh, the whole gang is here. We're gonna get on with it right now on Game Nights. This is Game Nights, episode number 15, recorded February 24th, 2016. The Lost Minds of Phandalin, chapter 15. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Game Nights, the podcast that uh, that loves the great games uh, of the world. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by Dungeon Master Matt, and of course, Colby and Dan, as always, uh, here for our Dungeons & Dragons continuing adventure, chapter 15, if you can believe it. Um, and we're right in the thick of it, aren't we? Right in the thick of it, Sean. Now... Uh, before we get into uh, the game, I do have an announcement. I am wearing my Darth Vader shirt, um, so therefore I am the DM, also the DV. Mm. <laughs> and if those... Darth Maul shirt, if you were going to be the DM, that's true. Does anyone <laughs> own a Darth Maul shirt? But then again, oh, yeah. yeah, we're trying to forget about the kids movies. love Darth Maul. Um, I feel like. like all, everything else that happened in those movies aside, Darth Maul was pretty cool. Oh, he was badass. I think most people agree he's the coolest yeah. part. Sean, did you ever watch episode one? I did watch episode one. I did not get to two and three. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I loaned out my Blu-ray set before I had the chance. But I did watch one, and that pretty much soured me to, to, <laughs> to watching. There was no incentive for me to follow through and watch the other two. <laughs> watch the, did you watch the Planket reviews? No, no, those I have not yet, which everyone tells me I should, and at some point I, I probably just will. Just watching them and skipping the movies. I've seen a lot of parody stuff, and it's uh, it's all pretty spot on. That movie sucked. <laughs> um, that is for sure. Um, well, we are here for our Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Uh, Matt, do you want to take this opportunity as Game Master to catch up the, the folks at home and those of us here who haven't done this for three weeks and are yeah. uh, trying to remember where we were? Let's uh, let's get in with the recap here. So we were uh, traveling around the uh, the Red Brand Hideout, and we stumbled upon the um, the the many exciting things inside of the Red Brand Hideout. We found a uh, creature that went by the name of the Nothic or Nothic. Uh, we found a exotic sword in a treasure chest. Um, that belonged to the the owner of the of the uh, the manor. We uh, we found lots of bugbears goofing around with a goblin. We found red brand people, and we most importantly found the leader of the uh, red brand gang, Mister. Actually, uh, goes by the name of Glassstaff, but turns out. He's, his other name before he was Glassstaff was Yarno Albrick, and he was the uh, the if you will recall earlier in our exciting adventure, he was the guy that was sent to kind of deal with all these problems in the um, the town of Fandolin uh, before uh, I guess then getting corrupted and then going over to the dark side. <laughs> and, uh, so he. Uh, 
Then he became the mastermind slash leader of this gang. You guys beat him in a fight, which was a pretty epic fight, by the way. Uh, I highly recommend that episode. That was a good one. Um, uh, after beating him, he surrenders to you, gives you a whole bunch of information. He's working for the Black Spider, um, who is a very shifty, shady character. And he's kind of like the, the cause of all these problems going on. Uh, he's the big bad guy. Um, he doesn't, however, give you the location of the black spider, I don't think, or the identity. Uh, he just says he, that's who he's working for. Um, you guys decide to lug him around for a little bit. You spare his, you've made the crucial decision to spare his life. Um, which, uh, incidentally, I kind of wish we had one of those, like, uh, you know, and now they're coming out with all those, those games where you make decisions and you get to see the consequence of your decision. And at the end, it gives you like a percentage of people that decided one way versus mm. people who decided another. I kind of wish we had that to see like how many people spared mm. spared him and how many people didn't. <laughs> um, so you guys decided to spare him. And you're, you're taking him around the hideout and you're looking for the, uh, the family that uh, he captured and is holding in the hideout, presumably. You guys were really close, but you keep falling into those dangerous pits. <laughs> keep out of those pits, and you'll be able to find the family. <laughs> very good. Very good recap. Um, I think that's what's going on. Yeah, I believe the, the very point. last thing we left off on was we had gotten... I had fallen in the pit. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Dan had some rope, got, got me out of the pit. Mm -hmm. And we were about to enter the doors into the crypt. Uh, yes, that is. I think that's correct. Yes, you guys crossed that dangerous pit twice. Yes, and I only managed to get hurt once. <laughs> How lucky! It's a fifty percent success rate. I'll take it. For me, that's good. good. Yeah. Okay. So we are right outside the door of the crypts, and we now begin. All right. So, open the door. Break. All right, and you walk inside. You see... Uh, right. We can't really see... It's just sort of dark. It you've kind of, it's slowly coming into focus. You've kind of been in this room before. It's the one that has a large sarcophagi. Three, if you need a refresher, three large sarcophagi stand in the dusty crypt. They're mm -hmm. propped up um, against each sarcophagus is one of those human skeletons that Colby snuck oh, by. Yeah, yeah. However, this time they see you coming. Didn't they see us the last time? No, did I think you you didn't you you snuck by them, right? I thought I tried to sneak, but I rolled like a two. Yeah, but then they didn't have a problem with us because we were yeah, disguised as we, red we are, So we're wearing the uh, the uh, the red brain gear. Red brain. Yeah. Okay. Ha ha. So I guess they don't really have a problem with you. They're walking around, <laughs> just uh, being skeletons and all, doing skeleton stuff. Hey George, how's it going? Uh, you know, <laughs> they just hear the 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 the, the creaking of bones. <laughs> Same as every day. A quiet night? Yep. Yep. Other day at the office. It's deathly <laughs> quiet. <laughs> um, so you notice off to your right a small little um, 
like a almost like a partition that is leading to a different room. And other than that, there's not really much of interest in this room. Well, discounting the unless you want to fight we, those skeletons. Discounting the way we already went through it, right? Or is that the partition? No, discounting the way you went through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was different. Different. Okay. So can oh. you can you describe this partition more? Is it so? It's not a door. It's a partition. Is it locked? Is it's, it see through? Do do can we? Well, I guess we'd have to. Would you, should we do a perception check? Perception or? check? I would picture, just picture that you don't need a perception check. Just picture like the doors to a saloon. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, like that. Okay. Very like see-throughable. See-throughable. <laughs> yes. Translucent even. I'm trying to think on my toes. Uh, it's working uh, so far. <laughs> All right. Translucent, yeah. It's... Well, then I guess we can approach the doors. Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. You approach the doors. You are immediately ambushed by two red brand oh. ruffians. Oh, they, don't they, they see the uniform? They confront you. Okay. They accost us. They say, hey, we are fighting elsewhere in the crypts. Is everything all right, brothers? Uh, what, wait, what was, the, what was the guy's name besides Yarner Ulbrich? Glassdap. Say... Yeah, that was just one of Glassstaff's experiments. It got pretty rough. Well, that's strange. You see, around here, we don't call him Glassstaff. We know him as the boss. Would, would you like to see my scroll of Well, Not everyone gets to guard the, the laboratory. So, you know, we've, we... We're pretty legit. We need we answers, to, to interact with the boss a lot. Afraid we're not letting you off the hook for this one. We're going to need some answers here. Now, you can say him to my face, or you can say him to my sword. Can I just cold cock him straight up with the fist? <laughs> if you want to, yeah. <laughs> sure. What, what, what do I have to roll to do that? Uh, I don't, I, what, I'd have to look up what a fist is as a weapon. It would be, I think you would, if you miss, I think that that would mean you would have disadvantage. In the in the upcoming fight that would Aww. immediately ensue, I have never I heard. It would be it would be like unar an, ar an unarmed attack, basically, whatever damage that does. But if you miss, then I would say they get the initiative because you missed your first attack. Yeah, I probably you know anytime I try and do stupid shit like this, it doesn't work. <laughs> Statistically, this time it will work because that's how statistics works. I yes. Should... That's what I would say. Not that you would get disadvantage, but you would get you would definitely lose initiative if you missed. Yeah. If you got, if you if you hit him, I would say then you got initiative. All, All right. right. These well, guys sure. are there. There's two. Okay. Just two guys. Yeah. Sure. All right. I'll do it. But what do I what do I roll? I can't find a fist as a weapon. It's unarmed. Just whatever your whatever your attack is without your weapons. Oh. Is okay. it called melee? Yeah. Or melee. Yeah. Uh. Where is that on the sheet? All right, so if you Explain go... Explain this to me. I'm, I'm really a smart man. Oh, so I don't have to roll... Page 195 in the book. I don't I don't have the big book. I'm too cheap and bought the, the little book. I have the big oh, okay. book. Okay. <clears throat> 195. Uh, 
An unarmed strike deals bludgeoning damage equal to plus one your strength modifier. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. So that would be... Okay. So let me roll... Uh, I guess that would be a, a strength check. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the Dice Cam 3000. For the <laughs> been, waiting, been waiting a couple weeks for that. And I roll... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, I roll a seven. Um, is that with your modifier, that's Sean? With, I rolled a two. That's with your modifier. <laughs> that's with the modifier. Natural two. Uh, yep, that's not good enough. That's that's a miss. That's... So I just swing and just completely... Just, like, no, you don't miss. You punch myself in I the think face. you hit him, but it only makes a, sli- a soft imprint on his armor. Because <laughs> I'm so it weak. It bounces right off. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I broke my hand. Uh. And guards now attack you. Great. All right. Well, I guess we're in a fight so, now. Do you um, have to roll for initiative? Among the three of you, but I think that the two guards get initiative because Sean made the surprise, surprise <laughs> attack. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I got a three. Thirteen. I got a eight. So what was that order? Uh, sounds like it was Colby, Sean, Dan. Yes. How about the other guys? The other guys go before you guys. Okay, they're gonna both they got go. Initiative. Okay. So they're gonna attack. Red Brand one steps up with his uh, his short sword bared, and he's attacking Sean, of course, because yep. Sean, because I'm the jerk. Sean's the brazen Ooh, one. Blew it, and he got a 19. Oh, oof! So I think that's going to be a hit. And let's see what the damage is. Haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Out of practice. I should just practice attacks on my free time. Okay. He's doing seven damage. Ooh. Ouch. That one hurt. Okay. So I guess it would be Red Brand 2's turn. Red Brand number two is oh. also going after Sean. Not a big surprise there. And he got a 16. Oh, wait. Yes, 16. Cool. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. Are we yes. assuming that we had a long rest, so our hit points are back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been three It's okay. been three weeks, yeah. We just hung out underground and under yeah. the manor for three weeks. With, with that guy, just with the Arnold. Okay. So clearly a hit. Yep. Uh, see how much damage? That'd be five damage. Two. That was to you. Me again? Yep. So so oh, far okay. you've taken you've taken uh, twelve points. Twelve damage. Okay. Right. Okay. Mister Shaw. Mister Colby. Okay. It's my turn. Yes. I rolled a three, though. Yeah. Oh, you got, you got it backwards. I got a 13. 
Sean rolled an eight. So yeah, it's reverse. So it should be Dan so then, yeah. then me then. Chris. Oh, see, three weeks is too long. <laughs> Without playing this game, we learned something very valuable about that. <laughs> okay, I was Dan. thinking the lowest number. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in which case, Sean's rule roll was really good. Yeah, I would have destroyed him. Yeah, yeah. knocked his teeth right out. <laughs> okay, Sean all of a sudden, be really good at this game. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't get your hopes up. It's uh, using the golf rules of D and D. Oh, why didn't you say so? Right, it's the European both... version. <laughs> they both attack Sean, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm gonna draw my rapier and get in there, nice and personal, like. Uh, here we go. On, on red brand one or number two? Uh, number one. Okay. Get in there. Uh, that's a 17. 17? That's a hit. All right. Oh. Let's roll this here. Damage dice. It's 28 plus 2. Six damage. Six damage. Damage done. Okay. That was uh, number Dan. Yep. So now against number one, Sean's turn. You betcha. And this time, it's it might work. Uh, I'm gonna use my great axe. I was hoping for a double javelin. A double javelin. Yeah, (laughs) because that always works. Yeah. Yeah. But how about I roll a big nineteen? That's gonna hit for sure. You bet. Um, and with that, I get a 1d12 plus 3. I'm going to really do some damage here. And I get a 5. 5. 5. 5 alive. 5 alive. Hey. And Mr. Colby. So, I had a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, my... So, I have a long sword... And I was wondering what the, uh, is that a strength thing? Uh, the long sword is, yeah, I believe that is a strength that's governed by strength. Way. All right. Well, I'll go with my cross, my trusty crossbow because mm-hmm. I have a negative strength modifier. Yeah. Not strong. Not strong at all. That's not strong. All right. Um, so I'm gonna cro- Dan hit a guy, right? Oh yeah. Red yeah. Brand number one. one. Um, I guess I'm gonna aim for that guy. See if we can uh take him out. See what happens. Sure. And I rolled a nine. A nine. Nope, that's a miss. Bummer. Now we're going back up to number one. He's attacking the only one who did not hit him. He's going to attack Colby. Ah. For you, man. What a fool. What a fool. Seven. So he does not hit you. That's right. Number two is going to spread the wealth around a little bit. He's going to go for Dan, who hasn't attacked yet. And he only got a nine. So I don't think that's good enough. Worry about there. Miss, miss. Uh, so it's me. 
Yep. Then we're back right. to Dan. Back on Red Rant number one. Let's get another attack in there. Uh, 16. 16. That's going to be good enough for a hit. All right. Uh, nine damage. That's good enough for a kill. Yeah. That's a KO. <clears throat> On which one? On Red Brand 1. Red Brand 1. Very good. It's been KO'd. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Chopped his head right off his shoulders. Okay. Uh, uh, it is my turn. Yep. And I once again attempt with my super duper axe. Some might call it great. <laughs> and I rolled a 14. Great axe. And a great roll. That's a hit. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and we get a... How about an 11? Oh, wow. An 11. Yep. It's, okay. a, it's a powerful weapon. That is a powerful weapon. All right. <clears throat> I guess if we haven't killed him yet, it's Colby's turn. Yep. He's still Maybe. alive. Colby. All right. You got a crossbow on I'm going to try. Crossbow him right in the face. Crossbow him to death. Uh, 18. That's oh. a definite hit. Feels good. All right. And then... Eight damage. Ooh. Wow. You know, he is KO'd. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah. Nice. You guys win the fight. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yep, that was a pretty, that was a pretty easy one. Um, let's dole out some experience, I guess. Yeah. We, we did stuff. Oh I think God. we gained experience. We're so we close. Some. We're so close to leveling up. Kick their butts. Wow. We're going to divide... 200 experience points to you guys. That's about 66, and someone gets 67. <laughs> I get the I get the you one. Get, you get the remainder? <laughs> All right, that's, that's fine. We'll Those keep speed. it nice and fair. Okay. So what, uh, that, that puts you guys in uh, over 400, I think. We're way over that. I've got 913. 913, yeah. Wow. I have not been keeping track of <laughs> You guys still have 398 from the last time I wrote <laughs> I think oh you forgot all the experience. That, that was like the last. very first experience point. Level. That's I must have like just not written since then, just kind of hoping you would be in charge of that. I'm so the far, world's we have. worst DM. All right. So, um, so you guys have over a thousand now. Eight, nine thirteen. You're at nine thirteen with, with these awards. Okay. With, with the bonus, yes. With the bonus, so you're just shy of leveling up. Yep. I thought. Why did I wrote down that nine hundred was the the level up point? Was that wrong? That no, that's that's entirely possible. I was just going to double check after I wrote on the sheet. I just uh, a thousand sounded like a nice round, round number. number. That me, would make sense. Well, while you're looking that up, um, Colby, that's a uh, a great looking coffee mug you got there. Where'd you uh, Where'd you get that? 
Uh, this? Yeah. I don't know. It was Jill's? It's Jill's. Well, compliment her. I like it. That's a yeah. nice mug. I will. You, you know me. I like fine mugs. And, uh, <laughs> fine muggery. Fine muggery indeed. And I think you've exceeded uh, expectations. So good job. Nice. So fine I'll let her know. I think I'm pretty sure she likes it a lot too. So. So, Colby, you were in fact correct. 900 experience points lead <clears throat> to the uh, level three. Hey! Oh my God! Have leveled up. That is fantastic. Congratulations. And what do we, what do we get for that? You get a whole bunch of stuff that I was not prepared to go into nope. on this episode, <laughs> but I, I will keep myself It's prepared. like the price is right, and we I won the showcase so showdown. We'll just continue with our color commentary until you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Man, what kind of beer are you drinking there? Got myself a little uh, Brooklyn Insulated, which is a you know, oh, standard that? dark lager. Dark lager. Yeah. Nice. Nothing not crazy. Lager. I had a uh, a uh, bourbon uh, barrel aged uh, three philosophers from Obigang last weekend, and it was amazing. That I'm like my mouth buds are salivating just at the wording of that. <laughs> just amazing. those words. You've never have you had three philosophers before? No, I've had bourbon a, a barrel beer before, but I've never had. Yeah. Um, from those guys. It just sounds good. Okay. <coughs> I am ready. Okay. okay. So, at the start, you guys immediately jump two points. You get a, you get a plus two boost to your proficiencies. So I added that. I reflected that on your list. Just in the, where it says proficiency bonus. Yeah, so, okay. Plus so you two. guys are actually up to plus six right now. Well, I've only had it as plus two this whole time. Are we supposed start, to? I think you start with plus two. And we, I was supposed to be plus four? I believe that's how it goes. Oh, well, that totally explains why I keep Holy, getting my no, ass no, kicked. No. What, what the hell am I doing? No, 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 I'm sorry. I read this graph totally wrong. Forget that. Take away those plus two. Aww. You go up to plus four. Uh, you go up to plus three when you hit level five. I, I was just reading. Was <laughs> that's totally that's the same totally thing. totally wrong. I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, plus two, plus two, plus two equals plus six. Uh, I didn't make this game. I'm not an expert. I didn't major in Dungeons and Dragons. Listen, <laughs> I'm just learning it as we go along. Um, all right. So now you guys are – you're still part of the second tier. No, you're not. You're still part of the first tier. Um, each of your archetypes is going to get a special bonus. Uh, we're going to start with – we're going to start with Dan. Because his name sheet is the one that I have on top. Okay. All right. Dan, you are a ranger. Yep. Let's see what kind of cool super oh, stuff you get. Right. I remember reading about this. You get something cool, right? Uh, yeah. Is this when you get to start using magic? <clears throat> I think a little bit more. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hunter or... Okay, yeah, go for it. As a ranger, you now get to choose a ranger archetype. Ooh. All right, so first things first. You get, a range, you get to choose an archetype, and you have the book there, right? Yep. So if you notice, your archetypes are hunter, 
Beastmaster. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, you're but each archetype has has little um classes. Yeah. So you want you get to choose do you want to be the hunter or the beastmaster? Yeah. Oh man. Now, I will explain for the folks at home the bonuses that come with uh each archetype. Emulating the hunter archetype means accepting your place as a bulwark between civilization and the terrors of the wilderness. As you walk the hunter's path, you learn specialized techniques for fighting the threats you face, from rampaging ogres and hordes of orcs to towering giants and terrifying dragons. Once you reach the third level, you gain a choice of um, various uh, tactics and techniques that I will go into further should you choose the hunter path. Your other option is the Beastmaster. Yeah. The Beastmaster archetype embodies a friendship between the civilized races and the beasts of the world. United in focus, Beast and Ranger work as one to fight the monstrous foes that threaten civilization and wilderness alike. Emulating the Beastmaster archetype means committing yourself to this ideal of working in a partnership with animals as companions and friends. <clears throat> so... Guys, what this means is if I become a Beastmaster, we get to have a, a pet of of no long no larger than medium size with a challenge rating of a quarter or lower. Uh, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't sound important. We'll, we'll look into ah. that. I'll look into it now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You get a companion. <clears throat> I also get Primeval Awareness. Uh, you can use your action and ex you can uh, you can use your action and expand one ranger spell slot to focus your awareness on the region around you for one minute per level. You can sense. Oh. Oh, okay. Interesting. I can sense things. You know, primeval awareness is also a great name for a band. <coughs> yeah. I yeah. I could. Yeah. Say. Yeah. So, I looked up what that uh, what that um, what that meant. The challenge rating. Challenge rating is like a ranking of each creature you'll encounter based on. I think I think it's based on like like how ferocious they are or something. Like mm -hmm. how hard it is to control them, basically. So you can choose one that's a one fourth or lower. So there are some that have zero. And there are some that have one fourth I've seen so far. So it's not like you can control a dragon right off the bat. Right. You have to like work your way up to that. Although that would be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. But <laughs> you got some cool options here, like a snake. Or Ooh, I'm so scared. Or oh, it's a snake. Oh. <laughs> hey, can can he get a telepathic rat? Or did <laughs> we kill the only one? No, I, I think, well, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't gotten that far. A mastiff? Yet. A mastiff, which you can't, you, yes, you can control a mastiff. Yeah, it's an eighth it's challenge. One, one eighth challenge. Or you can also control a mule. Yeah. A mule, yes, Dan, get a mule. <laughs> I don't even know. I could a do a pseudo, snake. a pseudo dragon. A panther. Hey, oh no, you can't control the reef shark. You could control a rat if you want. It's actually a zero challenge rating. <laughs> a riding horse. 
You want your own horse? That's awesome. Pretty cool. Or a wolf. Mm. Can't control a war horse, though. That's too bad. That would be badass. Mm. All right. So okay. I'll let you choose your archetype, and then we'll go from there. Oh, okay. I need to want some more time to think about it. If you can think well, about can... it, I'll go, to, I'll go to the rest of you guys. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Dan's thinking about his archetype choice. We will move on to uh, Colby. Your rogue class, which also happens to be the next one in the book, uh, you are awarded a roguish archetype. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Sean, you can name this episode something something archetypes. Okay, <laughs> I'll make a note. Clever titles are your department. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> All right, Colby, your roguish archetypes. Rogues have many features in common, including their emphasis on perfecting their skills, their precise and deadly approach to combat, and their increasingly quick reflexes. But different rogues steer those talents in varying directions, embodied by the rogue archetypes. Your choice of archetype is reflected of your focus, not necessarily an indication of your chosen profession, but a description of your preferred techniques. So you choose between three, three archetypes, the thief, the assassin, or the arcane trickster. Oh. Basically, the thief is like your com your common burglar, bandit, cut purses, or you know, also rogues that think of themselves as professional treasure seekers, explorers, delvers, and investigators. In addition to improving your agility and stealth, you learn useful skills for delving into ancient ruins, reading unfamiliar languages, using magic items you normally couldn't use. That's the thief archetype. Okay. The assassin archetype. You focus your training on the grim art of death. Those who adhere to this archetype are diverse. Hired killers, spies, bounty hunters, and even specially anointed priests trained to exterminate the enemies of their deity. Stealth, poison, and disguise help you eliminate your foes with deadly efficiency. That's the assassin archetype, and of course the the arcane trickster, which I've kind of been looking forward to reading ever since mm -hmm. I learned about it. Uh, arcane tricksters basically focus on stealth combined with magic. Uh, you learn tricks of enchantment and illusion. And then you, get a, you, then you get a show on the Vegas Strip. Pranksters, yeah, <laughs> you get a get a nice <laughs> a nice side career out of that. Pranksters, mischief makers, and a significant number of adventurers. Um, and with this one, I believe you'll be using a lot more magic in involved and mm. uh, trickstery magic. That is pretty pretty enticing. All right, I'm gonna have to read these read these guys through. Sure thing. I'll let you read those through. And we come to Mr. Sean, who does yes. not have a book of his own. No, I'm too cheap. So I'm the fighter. 
So what I'm going to do, I'll, I'll read yours in, in more detail. Nah, well, sure. Okay. So you guys... <laughs> too deta- Honestly, because I'll just I'll pick one without knowing everything. So that's <laughs> that's fine. I'm not going to sweat it. It's part of the fun, right? Yes. All right. So let's get ourselves to the fighter. The fighter. Is difficult. Here it is. Okay. The fighter. Guess what? You get to pick, Sean. Okay. I'm excited. Tell me more. I'm going to give you one guess. What? So Dan got to pick the um dan got to pick the the uh the ranger archetype colby got to pick the rogue archetype sean you get to pick the marshall archetype yes I you're gonna say pedigree archetype the pedigree <laughs> extend your scroll of pedigree it's now <laughs> that's, that's what i need to be even fancier <laughs> natural scroll of pedigree enhancement <laughs> i like it <laughs> hey, you want to see my scroll of pedigree? Yes. <laughs> Ladies, yes. Right. So your martial archetype doesn't seem as fancy. Oh, you know, it's it's actually it's it's fancy it's too. All right. Fancy. Okay. All right, different fighters choose different approaches to perfecting their fighting prowess. The martial archetype you choose reflects your approach to fighting and combat. Mm-hmm. You have a choice of either the champion Mm-hmm. Archetype. This archetype focuses on the development of raw physical power honed to deadly perfection. Oh, that sounds like me. Uh, those who model themselves on this archetype combine rigorous training with physical excellence to deal devastating blows. Mm-hmm. Um, your other choice is the battle master. Okay. The, the battle. Is that. Is that. Okay. Battle master. Battle master. Those who emulate the battle master employ martial techniques passed down through generations. To become a battle master is to adopt combat as an academic field, sometimes including subjects beyond battle, such as weaponsmithing and calligraphy. Not every fighter absorbs the lessons of history, theory, and artistry that are reflected in the battle master archetype. But those who do become well-rounded fighters of great skill and knowledge. Uh, that's Battlemaster. Okay. And what's the third one? Uh, the third one is the one you're probably going to choose. Though oh. don't let me influence your decision. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'll put it to you this way. It's called the Eldritch Knight. Okay. The archetype of the Eldritch Knight combines the martial mastery common to all fighters with a careful study of magic. The Eldritch Knight uses magical techniques similar to those practiced by wizards. They focus their study on two of the eight schools of magic, abjuration and evocation. Abjuration spells grant an Eldritch Knight additional protection in battle, and evocation spells deal damage to many foes at once, extending the fighter's reach in combat. These knights learn a comparatively small number of spells, committing them to memory instead of keeping them in a spell book. I take back what I said before. I don't think you're going to pick that one. That seems a little too complicated. I was just going based on the name. Eldritch mm-hmm. Knight sounds pretty damn cool. Okay. But uh, so there you have it. You have okay. the champion, battle master, or Eldritch Knight. So here's what I'm going to do, Matt. One, while you were reading that off, I ordered the book. Uh, so that'll be here uh, on Prime two days. 
Um, cool. And we'll do that quick. And so, you know, what is this game all about? Rolling the dice. Rolling the dice. Okay. Good call. So here's what we're going to do. To the dice cam 3000, I've got my... <laughs> Four-sided die here. One for champion, two for battlemaster, three for eldritch knight, and four is roll again. I was gonna, I was gonna give the uh, the the answer. My 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 heartfelt answer, which was this game is all about friendship. But then I decided I went, I, I would go the cynical route and say it's all about chance. <laughs> it's all about rolling the dice. The chance we'd become friends. Uh, all right. So are are you ready to find out what uh, what I'm gonna choose? Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. All right, three Eldritch Knight. Nice. Oh, gosh. Okay. It's getting real. <laughs> Eldritch Knight, it is. All right, we will go in depth with the Eldritch Knight. Yes. Tell me more. Okay. I'm taking notes. First note: spell casting. Oh boy. You learn two cantrips of your choice from the wizard spell list, which I will give you momentarily I actually, I actually might have that let's take care of that now yeah, you're gonna learn two cantrips of your choice yeah let me find my book i actually think that's in my book the cool thing about cantrips is you can use them i believe you could use them a bunch of times without worry i don't think they cost anything to cast yeah I, so i've got a list here my yes yeah, my, so my book i'm assuming it's in the wizard yeah the wizard spell list yeah Yep. So, um, have a list in front of you. What? Well, I have a list. I don't know if it's the complete list. Okay. But they have cantrips on them. Guidance. Um. Uh, dancing lights. Mm, um. It's not what I'm reading here. Oh yes, dancing light. light. Regular Guide. light. Um. Uh, mage hand. Uh, and I get to choose how many? Two. You get two. Ray of Frost. Yep. Nice. Um, resistance. Sacred Flame. All right. Well, maybe it's then my turn to read through some stuff and figure out what I'm going to pick. <laughs> what What else do I get outside of two cantrips of choice? Okay. So you get those two cantrips of choice. Uh, you also get additional spell slots. Spell slots? Okay. All right. The table shows how many spell slots you have to cast. Okay. So you're a level three fighter. You know two cantrips. You get to know three spells. Okay. Of the second degree. Okay. No. What? You get two spell slots of the first degree. Oh, okay. Okay. So basically, a spell slot works like this. You, you equip two spells... In between every period of long rest. So you wake up from a long rest and you say, I want to cast you get to this spell two, and this spell. Get to choose Those two spells. Those ones yeah. you get to cast, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Um, then you don't get to change those spells until the next time you, you take a long rest, basically. Got it. That's the, the abridged version. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so you get to pick those. Uh, you, all right, so you know three first level wizard spells of your choice, but you only get to equip two of them at a time. In the spell slots. And two of those three spells must be either from the abjuration and evocation spells on the wizard list. 
Well, wait. So okay, two, so two two must be any combination of those. Two two of the three spells must be either an abjuration okay. or no no both an abjuration and an oh evil. so one of each and then the third is a freebie. Yes. Okay. That's how it goes. Got so you it. choose an abjuration spell, you choose an evocation spell, and then you get a third of choice. And of yeah. those three, those are the three I then get to equip into my two spell slots. Yes, you can equip any of them. And they have one. to be first degree. Got it. Yep. This is also simple. I don't know how people get confused with this. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it's going to get a lot harder. This is only, we've only scratched the surface. God damn it. Okay. Do I, uh, get, do I get other free things? Okay. This is great. I feel like I won some kind of magic <laughs> All right. All you did was kill these two poor guards. Yeah. They ambushed, or you, that you surprised. With my, with my shitty punch. Um... Spellcasting ability. Intelligence is your spellcasting ability for your wizard spells. Since you learn your spells through memorization and study. Use your intelligence whenever a spell refers to your spellcasting ability. In addition, you are going to use your intelligence modifier whenever using a saving throw for a wizard spell or casting a wizard spell when making an attack. So it's all governed by your intelligence skill. Okay. Um, at third level, you learn a ritual called the Weapon Bond. So write down Weapon Bond. Okay. This ritual creates a magical bond between yourself and one weapon. Okay. It takes the course of one hour to perform this ritual, which can be done during a short rest. Okay. The weapon must be within your reach through the, throughout the entire ritual, at the conclusion of which you touch the weapon and forge that bond. Okay. Once you have bonded yourself with a weapon, you can't be disarmed of that weapon unless you are incapacitated. Okay. If it is on the same plane of existence, you can summon that weapon as a bonus action on your turn, causing it to teleport instantly into your hand. Wait, this game has multiple planes of existence? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. could be glad I got the big book. Okay, what I haven't else? got there yet. There's an entire appendix devoted to that, God. and that'll get crazy once we do. Um, so you can have up to two bonded weapons but you can only summon one at a time with your bonus action. Mm -hmm. If you attempt to bond with a third weapon, you must break the bond with one of the other two. Got it. So I'm confused. Why does it say you can bond with two weapons, but in the beginning it said you can only bond with one? I think you can only like use one at a time. Is that maybe what it's saying? No, I don't know. I'm not going to overthink it. Okay. What yeah, don't overthink it. You can bond yourself with a weapon. It means you don't get disarmed of it. You're not going to, you don't lose it unless you get knocked out. Yep. Which happens a lot, but okay. I know that actually hasn't really happened. Maybe I should be writing that into the script. Uh, oh, wait, no, that begins at level seven. Yeah, that's it. That's what okay. that's Woo. for this one. Unless okay. there's some, there might be some, I don't know if you get a bonus based on your race. You are a human. 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 Not sure if, I'm not sure if that that's how it works, but I'm just going to look it up to make sure. 
assuming oh my god there's so many spells now i have a i have a sheet here yeah that says on a third level i have so there's there's also other basic stuff we get for leveling up regardless of our racer class correct Including uh, an additional hit die and one d10 plus two to our hit point maximum. Yes, that's that's everybody gets that. Okay. And I have written on here, and I don't know if this is just for me or for everybody. Improved critical. Your weapon attacks score a critical hit on a roll of 19 or 20. I don't think that's fair. A critical hit. Oh, it extends to 19 or 20. Yes. And that's because you, um, that's just because you leveled up to three? Yes. But I don't okay. know if that's because I'm a human or what. I'm reading about it now. But I'm going to, I'm going to just take it because that's what the sheet says. And yeah, do it. Just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Who am I to, you know, yes, argue it, with that? It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like race has anything to do with what, uh, when you level up. It doesn't really impact that. Um, so I'm just going to go to the general rules. Yeah. About gaining a level. Um, oh, we didn't, I didn't do the hit points time, thing last time we leveled up. Yeah. It says each time you gain a level, you gain one additional hit die, roll that hit die, add your constitution modifier to the roll. No then wonder. Add the total to your hit point maximum. Wait, what? So your 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 HP is increasing basically. Okay, so what do we do? So one d ten. You roll the hit die, yeah, one d ten, and then you're gonna add your Constitution modifier to what's, whatever. What's that roll. my Constitution? Oh, okay, I see my Constitution. So so I gain a, a random number of hit points. Which one is the d ten? The the one with ten sides. <laughs> so so Colby. What does your hit dice thing say right now on your sheet? Hit dice? Yep, below, oh. below temporary hit points. It says 1d8. 1d8. Okay, so... And it says two hit dice? Oh, so it might be a d8. No, so at, when, we, when, we came, when we leveled up to level two, you're supposed to roll 2d8 uh -huh. and add whatever that number is to your constitution modifier and then take that number and increase your maximum hit points by that amount. Okay. Yeah. So and we now didn't, at level we three, didn't do that. we didn't do that. And now at level three, you do it again with three hit dice. 3d8. This okay. explains why we're getting creamed so bad. Gotcha. We just drop <laughs> like flies. You, gotcha. You take so, 14 hit points and uh, just be dead. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yes, now everybody should be at 3d8. So I need to do two. So, all right. I'm going to roll a d8 two times. Yep. Take that number, add my constitution modifier, and add that to my 17 hit points. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then you're going to do the same thing with three hit No, pay. but that sounds like a lot, though. It Are just you... does seem crazy. It does don't, say. Don't you just re-roll one extra time? dice? That seems excessive. I think you only roll one. But you add you add one to your to what you had before. To what you had before, so like but I, I, for the I purpose had, of how much HP you're getting, I think you only roll one. Because I actually did roll when we hit L two. I started with twelve, I got ten last time to twenty two, and I just rolled again. Oh, uh, 
six. I see. So every time you level up, you get one more one die. Of these you get dice. one more. Yeah. Uh, you roll that, and whatever it is, you add that to your hit point maximum. But you still say that your hit dice is three d eight or whatever. Yeah, I think that's how. If you it ever works. had to re-roll all of it for? Oh, reasons. okay. So, so I'm just like I just roll. So I'll roll one plus my constitution for last time that we didn't do. And mm-hmm. another one plus my constitution for this. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Six. Oh, um, wow. Weird. I rolled the exact same thing twice. Now. Okay, I have. All right. Um, what, what are we doing? So you're adding that total to your. No, no, no. After, after that, we got that. You did that. You added your. Yes. What did you get? Uh, my hit points are now twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. So you yeah. gained six. Yes. I okay. I I gained six twice, so I'm at twenty-nine. Okay. So, yeah, that explains why your hit points were lower. <clears throat> yeah. Now I'm at thirty-three. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Strong Dan. <laughs> Durable yeah, that Dan. was at 22. Yeah. Durable Dan. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I have an idea. Because cause I think the next step, writer for Colby and Dan to each to pick their area yeah. of expertise. Now, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but this may be boring for the folks at home. <laughs> So here's what I'm thinking. We're just about to hit the hour. Okay. We'll wrap this up. Off air, we'll talk it through and pick ours. And then when we come back on the next episode, chap- uh, chapter 16, we'll just explain what you guys picked rather sure. than going through all the options. Well, so so one thing with, like, I think I'm ready to pick yeah, my archetype, but I'm not ready to pick, like, the 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 spells and other things I will have to pick as a consequence of picking there. So then let's do that off air. And then when we come back, we'll explain what you guys picked. Okay. Well, so I was, I was suggesting we could, we could say our archetypes now, just deal with the spells. I've got no problem with that. Then let's, what a great way to wrap it up. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I think, I think I'm going to do the arcane trickster. Ooh, uh, nice. Because I was just like just earlier today, I was like, man, I wish we I secretly wish I would, could die so I could get some magic. <laughs> and it also sounds like fun to conjure, like make believe stuff and mess with people. So okay. that's what I'm going to do. Nice. Arcane trickster Colby. I'm going to uh, go the Beastmaster route. Nice. I've already, I already picked out my companion. Ooh. Gonna have a, a pretty sick ass panther joining the crew. Oh, yeah. do you? So you just get a companion? We don't have that's to. What like, it says, it, it just shows that's, up. That's that's amazing. it's magic. I could write <laughs> into the story. We can please do. Up, we stumble across a panther. <laughs> yeah, and I picked some. Uh, I picked a. I got another spell, and I picked. I picked a good spell to go with it too. Nice. Cool. Well, we can we can run down all that stuff on the on the next session. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks everybody for joining us. This has been chapter fifteen, full of exciting stuff. Of course, our website gamenights.tv. Uh, if you go there, you get all of our past episodes and links. There's a big green subscribe button right in the corner, and if you click it, it's got links to all the places to subscribe and follow us as well. Um, 
though I will tease at Game Nights TV on Twitter. Um, if you have feedback for us, Game Nights TV at gmail.com. We want to hear from you, likes, dislikes, and the like. Um, and get it all there. Um, that is it for this episode. We'll be back next time with Chapter 16. Uh, I recommend you subscribe because you'll get the episodes right away when they come out. Uh, video on YouTube, audio on SoundCloud, um, and on all the platforms that work for you. Uh, on behalf of uh, Colby, Dan, and Dungeon Master Matt, this is Sean thanking everybody for joining us and uh, getting excited because we'll see you next time for more Game Nights. 